Computer over? Virus equals very yes. That's not a good prize. Morning Show with Matt and Mo. Good morning. Time Happy Thursday. Up, friends. There's Dizzle, y'all. <laughs> On today's show, memorializing lobsters. Are you getting the right amount of sleep? And we announce our first big giveaway. What? Ba-ba-ba. That's exciting. But first, it is September 6th, and that means we're celebrating some holidays in yes, Day Ride Mo. We are, we are, we are. Um, today is Barbie doll day. Gross. Not quite <laughs> sure what that means. Don't know if we're supposed to we dress like Barbie dolls. Are we is supposed to act that, like Barbie dolls? Is it the day that Barbie doll was created, maybe? Are we supposed to walk around singing... I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. I've always hated that song. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Mainly because it gets stuck in my head, even though I hate it and I still sing it. plastic. It's, it's fantastic. fantastic. I'm going to sing this all day. Thank you, Mo. <laughs> You're so welcome. appreciate your our friendship. <laughs> Anytime, Matthew. All right. Today is also Fight Procrastination Day. So, so are we fighting the urge to procrastinate? Or, or are we for our right? Or are to we procrastinate. procrastinating a fight? Oh, fight procrastination, procrastination day. Like we could battle it out right here, right now. I could take you down right now, Matt. But, right now. But my favorite show starts in ten minutes. But it's fight procrastination so day. Let's wait till tomorrow. We'll see where we go from there. <laughs> I like the, I like thinking I choose, that it's. A, I choose to believe that. Yeah. yeah. We're procrastinating a fight today. <laughs> so anytime, anytime you and I start arguing today, like we have a few times this week, uh-huh. we just need to, you know it's what? It's fight procrastination Let's put day. it off. You know, that's another way of saying World Peace Day. You're right, yeah. Like, we're not going to dispute or argue today. It's going to be a peaceful day. There's no way that's what it means, but still... <laughs> I do like it better. Our like definition it. is better. Totally we celebrate better. this holiday how we want in our culture. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. We also have National Coffee Ice Cream Day. What do you think of coffee ice cream? I like coffee ice cream. Yeah? I don't like coffee, but I love coffee ice cream. See, and there are some coffee ice creams that have like the coffee beans in the ice cream. No, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't I'm, like I don't like mm, chunky bits really at all in my ice cream. What? Yeah. Even not like, like butter pecan with, or I can do butter pecan, but I still don't. I don't prefer it. But you, okay, so your favorite ice cream is mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip, but specifically Baskin Robbins mint chocolate chip that has the tiny shaved bits of chocolate throughout, not the chunks, not of chocolate. the big blocks of dark chocolate. I well, hate yeah. those. I hate that too because then you're like, nobody wants to crunch on something while right. you're eating you don't ice be, cream you have to you're basically having to stop eating ice cream that's true so you can eat this half of a freaking candy bar they put in right. your spoon yeah before you can eat ice cream again 
I like true. the shaved bits that just kind of melt with the with the ice cream as you eat it. You yeah. don't even notice. Yeah, you just get that chocolatey mm-hmm. taste. All right, our last holiday for today is read a book day. And this was, was it Monday that we were talking about? Needing to read books more. Needing read to more. read books more, yep. Yeah. We just so want y'all mean, to be intelligent. That's does that all. mean I have to read a whole book today? Or well, like I just got to read from a book today? Well, it says read a book. Only today? It says read a book day. Yeah. So, you know what? Why don't you just go read Obadiah? What is that? It's a book in the Bible. Oh. <laughs> and it's the shortest book of the Bible. <laughs> so I'm trying to do you a solid here. I don't- I was thinking like Othello. I was thinking this is some old book I've never heard of. Obadiah. Obadiah. What on earth? All right. Go read like, the short book Am I supposed to Bible? know about this old book of yours? <laughs> I don't know what this is. All right. Well. Those are my holidays. That's good. Let's celebrate. Yep. Uh, everyone knows and loves PETA. Uh, knows. Animal rights organizations. <laughs> <laughs> They're asking the main department of transportation for permission to put a five-foot tombstone along Route 1 in Brunswick, Maine, where a truck carrying lobsters overturned last week to honor the lobsters who suffered and died at this spot. Seriously? <laughs> On August 22nd, Brunswick police reported a refrigerated box truck belonging to Cozy Harbor Seafood Incorporated of Portland, and it went down the embankment along Route 1 and rolled over. The cargo box broke open, dumping approximately 60 to 70 crates of crustaceans. The driver suffered minor injuries and was taken to Midcoast Hospital. PETA, People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, said that they would pay for all the costs associated with the memorial, which would be located near the Cook's Corner exit. The organization sent out a press release Wednesday with an image of the proposed stone, which would also urge passerby to try vegan. Essentially, this is just a gimmick billboard. That's all it is. Yeah, they're just they looking for a way to about these lobsters like No, because people. these lobsters were on their way to their death anyway. They were on their way to be someone's meal for the night. All they care about is getting another ad. I just can't take PETA seriously at all. No, never. Since I found out that they're pretty much the number one kill shelter for all pets. Yeah. All these pets. They even go out and kidnap dogs and cats from people's homes and then kill them. Mm-hmm. And justify it. This is a better life. No life. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Plus a thousand other reasons why I don't like PETA. But, like, just if you're... If you're going to be an ethical treatment of animals organization, killing Why don't we them doesn't ethically really... treat animals. Then, gosh, <laughs> I mean, truly. But anyway, yeah, all I see is a, a giant gimmick. Mm-hmm. I don't see any uh, genuineness in this, where they really want to honor the lives of these lobsters who suffered yeah. and died. All I see is. A scam for themselves. Yeah. Peter, 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 Peter. Why can't Peter. you be? Why can't you be more like your your homonym, Peter Bread? <laughs> Just fluffy and delightful. Why can't you be that way? You're not. Not at all. Paul Block. 
Balochi? Baloch. Baloch. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Baloch. Worship song writer responsible for some of the most well-known worship songs like Open the Eyes of My Heart and God of Wonders. Posted a picture of his cell phone, which the screen was violently shattered, and said, Ouch, dropped my phone. Twelve stories. <laughs> How's your day going? Have you ever dropped your phone, Mo? I drop my phone on a regular basis. And break it? Um, I break the case. Like, my case is pretty much busted. <laughs> but it's still holding my phone together pretty well. Have you ever shattered your screen? I have shattered a screen yeah. on my phone. Yeah. Um, the phone that I currently have was actually Chris's mom's phone. Um, and right before she passed away, I had dropped my previous phone and was working with a shattered screen. Ugh. Like, really really busted screen <laughs> um and we had just been talking about i think chris's mom had passed away the night before and we were just you know just talking about life talking about random things trying to get our mind off of yeah what was really happening and i was telling chris that we needed to go to verizon so that i could get a new phone because i was tired of using a shattered screen and chris's dad said you can just have julie's hmm. And so I just immediately started bursting out into tears at the thought of having my mother-in-law's phone. And so now every time that I drop this phone, Chris is like, you better not break that one. That was my mama's phone. <laughs> Somehow, though, it has held up for almost almost two years. That's good. Yeah. What um, Daedra's phone right now is shattered uh, and has been for a few months. Again? No, it's the same one. Oh. But... Okay. We, uh, she's like, she's just like, when it shattered, she was six months away from the upgrade. So we're just killing time. It's almost here. A couple more months and she can get her new phone and, uh, all will be right with the world again. Well, I was just thinking about the time that she lost her phone off the roller coaster. Right. I was going to tell that story. <laughs> she got on, she got on the roller coaster in Amarillo, Texas, the Texas tornado. And it slipped right out of her pocket because it barely fits in there anyway. And then there's just a slit in the seat just big enough for a phone for her phone to slide right out and fall three stories down into the grass that was funny yeah i'll never forget that i've never done that my son uh eli broke my phone two years ago two days before we were supposed to leave for summit Oh, no. In California, where I use my phone to drive, right. to contact everybody, yeah. and all that. So I was freaking out. I'm like, I have to have a phone. But I didn't have the money to go buy a phone. I was two months away from my contract where I could get a new phone for free thing. So I went to Verizon, and I basically begged them, is there any way, any way we can do this to where I get my new phone? And they said... Okay, let us go back and we'll figure something out. And they came out with, you can do this, but you're going to have to buy a smartwatch. What? And we're like, why? Right? Like, well, I mean, we're going we're gonna to give you a break, but in order to do that, you're going to have to buy another product from us. And so I bought that. And, uh, and it wasn't just that. It was that and a uh, bundle that went with it, a thing that had a brick charger you mm -hmm. know, and uh you know a case in the screen thing which i would have bought anyway um 
So instead of buying a new phone for like six, $700, I had to pay $200 and get this watch and these other things, but they've let me get a new phone. So it was nice. I wore the smartwatch for a little while, but it kept getting in the way. Which I still just think that it is insane that we're paying $600 for a cell phone. But they're computers now. I got it back when they were not computers, when they were garbage phones that barely did anything but make phone calls. Yeah, but I think it's, I just think, I don't know. People use this instead of laptops anymore. Chris has used his, okay, since we've been back from Italy, Mm because I think I said last week on the morning show that we didn't have smartphones in Italy. Right. Um, so we got back from Italy and we had the iPhone 5, iPhone 5S, I think. Right. Chris used that phone up until a year ago. And we're now at iPhone 8, right? iPhone. Yeah, I think so. No, it's iPhone 10. To the point to where the iPhone 5 would no longer update. Because they skipped 9. They went from 8 to 10. They went from 8 to Just 10. Just like Windows did. So... His phone would no longer update, so it literally was no longer working. And we went into Verizon, and he's like, I, I guess I need a new phone. I don't know what to do. I, I guess that's what it's telling me. And the Verizon guy was like, yeah, at a certain point, the phones will no longer work yeah. as a phone at all. And we're like, that, that's $600 just down the drain that you're forcing us to pay back into. Yep. Because it will no longer work after a certain amount of time. Can we just go back to the, the house phones? Well, here's, here's what I don't like. Like I said, I, I have never broken my phone. Eli broke my phone once, and he just dropped it on its face, and it, the screen just stopped just working. Just the right way. It didn't break. It just stopped working. The components on the inside would not put anything on the screen. Hmm. So I've never broken my phone before shattered the screen uh, or even shattered the screen protector. Since getting this new phone, I got the Galaxy uh, Note 8, mm-hmm. um, which I love. And I love it I love it because it's big and it's so much easier to navigate things. But the protector that I initially bought, because it's, it's, it's got an edge, you know. It's got the edge part where it rolls over on the side of it. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to touch that edge. So the, the case that I bought didn't have any real protection around the edge and in fact there wasn't anything that stuck out in front of the screen you know the plastic usually sticks out a bit except a very little tiny lip on the top and the bottom so if you put your phone on a rounded surface like the back of a couch which i usually put my phone on when Uh i walk home it just slides right off really onto the floor so i had to shell out buco bucks to get the big like otter box a uh, thick one, just so it would have a lip, so it would stay still. Because I dropped that other thing twice. I broke two uh, glass screen protectors huh. in like a month. And I was so mad at myself. But what I don't, what I really don't like, is that the phones are getting better and better and bigger and bigger. But they're also getting more and more fragile. They're like the the screens used to be made out of like a tempered glass kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the plastic case or whatever else around it. Well, now it's like, let's make the whole phone glass. Why not? Let's cover the entire thing in glass and make it so easy to break. But say that it's not as easy to break. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like my phone now is is Fort Noxed as much as it can be 
And I still have a crack on my new screen, which I don't even know where it came from. Your phones. kid, I'm sure. Stupid phones. Stupid phones. Yeah, I keep waiting for the day that I shatter this one, but thankfully it hasn't happened. Because <laughs> when it does, I will probably cry. Yeah. He has a sad story attached. Yeah. Well, a happy story, but sad. Yeah. But this case is like, it's busted. <laughs> this case gone. <laughs> I don't know how it's still holding on. <laughs> it is Throwback Thursday here on Back Row Radio. We are playing classic hits from 95 to 2005. Uh, we got them coming your way when we come back. Just some really fantastic news for one family. Well, Stick it's around. About time. Morning show with Matt and Mo. A lot of O's there. Oh, oh, oh. In July, Drew and Ariane Korpstein birthed a beautiful baby boy named Matthew, expecting that he wouldn't live longer than a few days. During the Korpstein's 20 week ultrasound, the doctors discovered that the baby was missing most of his brain. Despite the fear that they were facing, uh, in the potential death of their son, the couple continued to rely on God, saying, whatever happens, it's in God's hands. And when baby Matthew was born, the doctors discovered that their initial diagnosis was wrong. They didn't discover this until he was born. Their, dis- their diagnosis was wrong. Instead of a terminal brain malformation, Matthew was experiencing hydrocephalus, which is a condition that causes there to be extra fluid on mm-hmm. a fully developed brain tissue. So doctors say that he has a long road ahead, but every chance of having a normal life. Mm -hmm. And so there has been a lot of talk within, you know, ethics debates and abortion debates on whether or not we should basically abort kids that we know are going to have deformities or Down syndrome or stuff like that because they'd have a low quality of life. And this just proves... We're nowhere near being sure on right. anything. Yeah. They thought this kid had barely any brain at all. Mm-hmm. And he had his entire brain. He just had extra fluid, mm-hmm. which they can fix and he will be normal. Mm-hmm. And so to just to even think about selective abortions and stuff like that, which I know is a reality in some places or becoming a reality in some countries uh, lately is just, it's so dangerous to think that we can even do that yet. Mm -hmm. We're not even anywhere near being able to tell whether or not what we think is happening uh, in their development is happening the way we think it is. Yeah. So how about we do what they do, what the Corpsteins did and say whatever happens, it's in God's hands, mm-hmm. and let God do some amazing things. Even with the kids that are born with these kind of deformities and Down syndrome and stuff like that, there are so many stories of God doing mighty things through them and mm-hmm. encouraging other people. Um, this, I believe that people that are born with with uh, these kind of defects are included in that the least of these, you know. 
situation that we have in the Bible mm-hmm. when we do things for the least of these, because these are the ones that we we consider to be less than us. But God still loves them equally mm-hmm. with all of us and can still use them equally mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. Um, all life has value. All life has purpose. And we just need to get out of the mindset of encouraging abortions at all. Uh, but especially when it comes to because we th- we think that this person won't have a high quality of life. Yeah. Like we're making this decision for them. They're not going to want to live. So let's just take away that option. Yeah. Isn't that awful? It is awful. I've seen this played out firsthand, actually, when um, Chris and I were going through a really difficult time. I had posted a few things on Instagram that just kind of led to a person reaching out to me. Her name's Sarah. She's from Tennessee. Um, she reached out to me and just kind of said, Hey, I, I don't know you personally, but I've scrolled past your Instagram a few times and noticed some things that had me questioning. And I just want you to know that I'm praying for you in whatever situation you're in, in your life, which just threw me, who is this person? Why are they messaging me? You know, didn't realize at the time that she too was struggling and they had gone through a few miscarriages. She had just found out that she was pregnant and doctors were encouraging her to abort the baby because there were signs that he was going to have a disabled life, if Mm. you will. He was going to have a very, very, very rough life. Um, And Sarah and her husband, Keenan, just prayed. Sarah is a pastor's kid. Um, And so faith is very strong in their family. And they just prayed and believed God that they would, he would do a mighty work in, in their baby's life. Um, and they actually named their baby Oaks. He's a little boy, and he's he just celebrated his third birthday. He's completely healthy, has um, no deformities whatsoever. Everything that the doctors said that he would, he may or may not have. He's he, no, he shows wow. no signs of whatsoever. Um, and they were really encouraging Sarah and Keenan to abort this little boy, to abort this baby. And every time they went to a doctor's appointment. Sarah and I became just Instagram friends. She was praying for me through my marriage, and I was praying for her through this baby. And every time she would have a doctor's appointment, she'd direct message me on Instagram, hey, I'm going to a doctor's appointment. And it it just became a huge witness and a huge testimony, not only within their own life, but at the hospitals and with the doctors and within their church family. You know, people got to firsthand witness and see a true miracle, something that doctors said this baby had no chance of a normal life. And he is now a little boy running around <laughs> being 100% boy. Um, and they chose the name Oaks because of a mighty work that was wow. done in his life. So That is fantastic. Yeah. I did not know you had that story, and I'm glad that you did. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, whew, it is Throwback Thursday. <laughs> uh, we're playing all the best classic Christian rock rap and what have you uh we'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the back row morning show up next what's the ideal amount of sleep stick around welcome back 
into our second hour here on Thursday. It's the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Matt. She's Mo. <laughs> Sleep has recently emerged as the most crucial element of well-being. Now, a new study presented on Sunday at the European Society of Cardiology Congress. Man, that's a big name. Well then. European Society of Cardiology Congress finds that the ideal length of sleep each night is, and I don't think this is a surprise to anybody, six to eight hours. No way. At least (laughs) where heart health is concerned. The researchers compared people who slept for less than six hours a day, more than eight hours a day, and six to eight hours a day, and found that the sleep-deprived group had 11% greater risk of developing cardiovascular disease. But this one surprised me, and what might surprise you is that those who slept too much had an even greater risk, 33%. Wow. Corroborating with recent research that says getting more than eight hours of sleep per night could be detrimental to your health. So that's the new fact for me. I've been arguing that fact for years. Really? That too much sleep is unhealthy. Whereas Chris is like, no, you can't have too much sleep. No, too much sleep is unhealthy. It is not good for you. Yeah. Apparently not. I'm so glad Worse to find that. Worse than getting less sleep. Twice, twice, no, three times as bad. Yeah, getting three less times sleep. as bad. That's crazy. Thank you, European Society of Cardiology Congress. So now you get to go back and tell Chris you were right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause more sleepless nights. I love days like this. <laughs> it's time for five <laughs> random facts with Mo. What, what? What you got for us? All right, so the bulls used for Spanish bullfighting can fight only once. After a bull has fought, it re- it retains the memories and its behavior changes. Oh. That's what they didn't tell you in Ferdinand. Strange. I still have not been able to watch that entire <gasps> movie because my son bails on it every time. We keep getting closer and closer. He's like, I don't want to watch this anymore. And it is an amazing movie. <laughs> I love it. Okay. According to a study, women who have a smart sense of humor have a 48% lesser risk of death overall. Crazy. So I'm never going to die? Is that what it's saying? Oh, they said smart sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> a proposed nation on a space station called... Asgardia? Asgardia, yeah. Asgardia is now accepting applications for future citizens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, are you going to go, Matt? <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, are you, are you going to oh, go Oh, am I going to go be part of Asgardia? Asgardia? I mean, ever since I've seen Wally. <laughs> I'm Whoa. terrified of living in space. Yeah. All my bones are going to shrink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like we might be able to um, sift out some of the not so smart people by doing this. What is that called? Natural. What is it? Natural selection. Natural selection. Thank you. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Survival of the Something fittest. Like exactly. That. Yep. <laughs> All right, one in four Americans thinks the sun goes around the earth. That's just sad. (laughs) Unfortunately, most of those people are also flat earthers, I believe. And they're the ones who are going to go to Asgardia. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) give it about 15 years, maybe 20, and Uh, and we'll be be a much smarter nation overall. I shouldn't have mentioned flat earthers. I'm going to get comments. Ugh. 
Flat earthers. Every time I make a joke about flat earthers, because they're mostly Christians. Really? Yes. It makes me so sad. But, uh, yeah, they believe that the earth is flat and that uh, the edges of the earth is surrounded by a giant wall of ice all the way around. And that the sun and everything else revolves around us. Yep. Your blank, okay. your blank expression says everything. <laughs> I just don't even, I don't, no wonder why people can't take us seriously <laughs> as Christians as a whole. I mean, truly. Oh, gosh. Oh, whatever. All right, last fact. You might love this one. I do I picked love it this one. Just for you. I do. Collectively, humans have watched Adam Sandler movies on Netflix for longer than civilization has existed. That's because <laughs> there is no one quite like him. It's also because he has fifteen thousand movies. He's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Gracious. <laughs> what on earth? Oh, just step on a Pomeranian? What was that? <laughs> My goodness. Is that what a Pomeranian sounds like? I don't know. That was the first dog that came okay. to my mind. Okay, so, no, you said Pomeranian, and immediately I thought pomegranate. Pomegranate? <laughs> so I'm like, what? I didn't realize when I step on a pomegranate that it's going to make a sound. Every time you step on a pomegranate, it goes, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Oh, All poor Adam sees. Sandler. I feel like he got gypped. Why? Because I sneezed and oh. we didn't get to talk about him quite as much as I would have as I would have preferred to. That's Mo's celebrity crush, everybody. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of person we're dealing with here. <laughs> not not once in the history of ever have I heard of anybody else saying that Adam Sandler revs my engine. But uh well, here we are. I don't have a lot of competition then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gracious. All right. Eight habits to break as a family. This comes from Susan Merrill. Bickering. Do y'all bicker a lot at your house? We kind of do. Yeah. Never. No. No bickering with the oaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, Real life people. We love each other dearly, but... How much do you bicker with with just Chris? I kind of understand the kids because they're annoying, but <laughs> all kids, not just yours, all kids are annoying. My kids are not annoying. Sure, okay. sure. I have the best kids on the face of the planet. <laughs> but how often do you bicker with Chris? Um, you know, honestly, what's funny is our one main topic of bickering is the kids. Hmm. And just one kid in general. <laughs> and how to handle said kid. How to handle said kid, <laughs> exactly. Because the way that Chris wants to handle him is not the way that I want to handle him. That and seems like a big one, though. It is. Yeah. It is a big one. And that is that is what our only main of bickering mm. is. Deidre and I bicker about little things, little dumb things, and they usually turn into funny insult battles so i feel like our bickering isn't that bad well good for y'all <laughs> you said you only had one thing it's not like Me i'm too. trying to one-up you here goodness 
truly, that's because every other thing, I'm like, meh, it'll be all right. Yeah, who cares? I don't care about we'll that. We'll live. But with the kids, I'm like, come on. <laughs> Let's just get on the same page here. I don't want for our kids to grow up and hate us and never want to come back home. <laughs> oh, you don't want them to come back home too much either because they're not no, coming back with them, you in their 30s. I want them there all the time. Forever? I, I genuinely do. I... While they frustrate me and I can complain a lot, I love my kids dearly. I do not want them to leave. <laughs> All right. Next habit to break as a family, disorganization. We have to be Our organized. silence. I, <laughs> we have too much crap going on. So we y'all have are to organized. be organized. I feel like we are not organized. I felt so bad this past week because I, the medicine that I was on to help with the pain of my gallbladder. Mm-hmm. I couldn't drive. I couldn't do anything. It, oh, I was practically asleep all week long. Wow. All week. And so Chris had to do everything. Had to get the kids <laughs> up. Had to take them to school. We pretty much divide and conquer throughout the week. Nope. There was no dividing. Wow. Yeah. I felt really bad. I feel like we are disorganized. We had played with the idea of letting Eli go to preschool this year mm-hmm. and decided not to mainly because we had missed the registration date. We've been talking about it for months. Like, Oh, it's already passed. Is still going on. Yeah. But I mean like the, you can get your own, the school that you want to get in and meet all these things and learn all the stuff about it. There were classes and whatnot that you could go to as parents. We missed all that. You're like, eh, let's just wait till next year. Uh, wasteful spending. Mm-hmm. Adrian and I are bad at that. We both say, all right, this month, we're going to save all this money, make sure we have it for the future, whatever. And then not even a day will go by. And we're like, I really don't want to cook. Let's just go out and get some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the restaurant or something. I think that's our biggest. It's not necessarily wasteful spending. It's just not wanting to cook. So we eat out. But that's ultimately I'm, more expensive. Right. Us, yeah. Right. <clears throat> when we already bought food for this week. Uh, Over scheduling. Mm. I feel like I have a problem with that personally, but not as a family. Not as a family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not having family dinner. Okay, but family dinner has evolved over the years. Like, I don't think families sit at the di- their dinner table anymore. Some you guys don't even do. have a dinner table. We have a nook. That doesn't <laughs> have, have chairs at it? No, we have chairs now. Okay. There are chairs. <laughs> but we don't eat it at dinner, no. We do that at lunch. Yeah. Um, sometimes. But yeah, we're, we're not good at it either. I think as the whole, like the majority, people don't sit around a table anymore. Yeah, dinner. I mean, I would agree with that. I don't think that necessarily means that's the right course of action. No, I agree. Right. But even when I was a kid, we we didn't. We All of us had our own like little TV trays, and we would just all go and yeah. watch TV and eat. Yeah. Which is probably bad. Probably. Uh, technology. Habits to break. You need to break free from technology. Okay. As a family. I would assume that just means overusage of phones and computers yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. There's a new thing on Kickstarter 
for kids where it kind of looks like a sideways toaster. You pull it out and you can put your phone in it or whatever, and it locks it up in there and uh, connects with an app on the parent's phone. And you basically control how long they get to play on their devices or whatever. And they can earn more time. You can add more time to it to where that thing will be unlocked and they can pull it out. And then they'll get notifications like you got 15 minutes left. And then, all right, time to put it back. They'll put it back, plug it in. It'll charge while it's in there. It looked really neat. Yeah. Because the whole, the whole idea behind it was if it's out of sight, they won't f- feel that urge to pick it up every time. Because okay. when we see our phone, even if uh, we have no reason to believe there's something new for us to see at that moment, like a notification or whatever, we are still more drawn to pick it up. Right. And so their, their idea was to try and break that habit for the next generation by putting it somewhere where you don't see it all the time. Hmm. I know there's I an app. There's an app that you can put, like as a family app called, I think it's RPAC. And that's what my boss uses. She has two boys, a fifth grader and a fourth grader. And throughout the summer months, it has a, you know, a lock on it. And it's for all your devices, your Kindle, your iPad, your phone. But it has a lock on it that the, the parental device can only unlock and then can also lock for a certain amount of time throughout the day. So her kids would call her mm. like at 11 o'clock and say, Mom, we did all of our chores. Can we? Can you unlock our devices? So she would ask, well, did you do this? Did you do that? You know, this blah, blah, blah. And from her phone, she would unlock their device, which I kind of thought was cool. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, too. Uh, I can't find exactly what this... That device is called now. Looks like there's a couple of them now, though. Yeah. Anyway, really neat. Probably a good idea. Uh, another habit to break as a family, skipping church. Uh, I don't have that problem because I also work here. So if I skip church, I would lose my job. <laughs> um, we also do not have that problem. We... We are at church every Sunday. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I laughing too loud? <laughs> sorry. Can you hear my stifled laughter? <laughs> no, we did. And we talked about this did last we? week, didn't we? Yeah. I don't remember. Later. Yeah, our summer months were. Y'all get busy. We're yeah. bu- that's what it was. I'm going to sound like such a bad parent, but we're busy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's a matter of, I dealt with a lot of mom guilt over the summer of, because I had to work through the summer months. Yeah. And I missed out on, this was my first summer as a working mom where I wasn't home with the kids and I just missed being with my kids. So. Yeah. I just know, I know that with this specific thing that, you know, there've been, uh, studies done on you know tracking kids and whatever and right it's usually it's usually when it's not made a a weekly priority those are the kids that are quickest to stop going when they go to college or something like that so i've been afraid of that myself Mm -hmm. uh long before we even had kids you know i'm like Mm -hmm. we need to make sure they're there every week yeah um but if i'm remembering correctly the percentage between the two options of 
attends church every week and attends church most weeks was minimal. Yeah. To the point where kind of gave me less hope in the future. Yeah. Because that's just kind of what's happening now. Uh, whenever you go off to college, you kind of just rebel against everything. You're right. alone. You don't have to be told what to do or where to go anymore. And mm-hmm. So that's one of the first things you stop doing is going to church. Yeah. That wasn't me, though. I was in church every Sunday. I think you have your wife to but thank then again, for that. But I was rebelling because my parents didn't go to church. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a, a backwards form yeah, of rebellion, if you will. It was a good rebellion. <laughs> Boy, don't you dare come in here with all that churchy goodness instead of beer or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and last on the habits to break as a family, comparison. Mm. And that's comparing your life to other families and their lives. And I think that's something that you don't even realize you're doing. Oh, of course. Yeah. I yeah. think Chris and I, our conversations happen most when we're in the car. And the older that the kids are, the less we're able to do that because mm. the kids are now understanding and hearing more, mm-hmm. you know, and we're just having conversation, you know, just daily conversation yeah you know because that's when we're both in the same place and doing something very mundane where we don't have it doesn't require a whole lot of thinking you know and we're just getting from point a to point b so we have quick conversation and i'm learning more and more that's got to stop i got to stop talking to my husband (laughs) (laughs) because our kids are picking up on things (laughs) well also that'll reduce the bickering if you just stop talking altogether. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, it is Throwback Thursday. We're playing more of the classic Christian rock rap and what have you. When we come back, bees! Bzz. Stick around. to the morning show here on Back Row Radio. Tourists visiting New York's Times Square were able to sightsee at an unusual temporary landmark. A hot dog cart covered in bees. The New York Police Department confirmed its official beekeeper was dis- the New York Police Department. I know they have has an, an official, official beekeeper. beekeeper was dispatched at about 1.30 p.m. last Tuesday to remove hundreds of bees that swarmed around a hot dog cart at 43rd and Broadway. Officers cordoned off the area Tuesday afternoon while the beekeeper used a vacuum to collect the insects. The NYPD said the bees would be humanely rehived. There was no real word on what caused the bees to swarm this one particular hot dog cart. But that is like... What? I'm still just stuck on the fact that they have an their official beekeeper. beekeeper. That makes me question, how like, many, how many times has this happened in the past? How many that, bee-related incidents? Right, that they had to name an official beekeeper. <laughs> I am, truly, is no one else curious about this? And I'm also, I'm, I'm really concerned for the hot dog guy. Because those hot dog carts are small. Yeah. 
it was covered in bees why is no one saying how he's doing was he he had to have been stung at least a couple times i don't assume so yeah that sounds like my worst nightmare oh yeah i'm terrified to the point of mania when uh anything stingy and flying and pointy is around agreed I hate bees. I hate wasps. I hornets. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Run and hide is yep. what I do. Well, I I'm thinking that I'm running and hiding, but really all that I'm doing is running in circles and screaming like a <laughs> mad woman because I cannot properly think well enough to go and run and hide. I can't imagine being that hot dog guy, that poor guy. Well, and I probably shouldn't assume the gender of the hot dog person. I feel like they're typically male. They're typically male, but it could be a woman. So hot dog person, I'm sorry. Hot dog vendor. Hot dog vendor. Of indeterminate gender. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, time for a new parody. Yeah, that sounds like a start of a song. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, that's crazy talk. It is, it is crazy. That's terrifying. I, that is a nightmare I would have. I'm curious if any of our listeners were there. Wouldn't that be cool? Were you there? Were you there? When? When, when the bees came <laughs> on 43rd at Broadway. Let us know what it really looked like. You know, there's that whole six degrees of separation. So someone, we someone know someone. connected somewhere. Who was connected somehow. To these dang bees. Yep. We Maybe want even to know. the beekeeper. We want to know. Can we be connected to the beekeeper? Please. I'm going to get the beekeeper on our show. That'd be awesome. Tell us what happened. <laughs> we are concerned for your well-being. Also, how did you get this job? <laughs> Why does this job exist? Was it a Nathan's are hot there, dog are stand? There, do they? I don't think they do hot dog stands. I think they do Nathan's. It's like the carts on the street. I don't think Nathan's does those. Really? Like they have stores. I really thought that they did. No, they have Nathan stands. I'm googling it. That's possible. I don't really know. I've just <laughs> never seen. I've never seen official Nathan's stands before. No, I really but thought I that they did. I'm, I'm just all all I'm going off of is like Seinfeld reruns. I know there was a Nathan's or something. That was a store. No, that was King Papaya. Papaya King. I really think that they're Nathan's hot dog. I don't parts. want a movie theater hot dog. I want a King Papaya hot dog. You can actually rent a Nathan's hot dog cart. Oh, okay. I'm way off then. Yeah. I'd love to have a good Nathan's hot dog, just as long as there's no bees. They are the hot dog carts of New York. All right. I was wrong. I stand corrected while I'm sitting. I sit corrected. (laughs) It's Throwback Thursday, and we are playing all the best classic Christian music from the 95 era to the 2005 era and nothing after. Uh, When we get back uh, at the top of the hour, there's going to be more Back Row Morning Show, and this could be our future America. Stick around.
It's the third hour of our program. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show. From the This Might Be America One Day files, Mera Montez... I practice how to say this. Matuznaya. Matuznaya. Mayra Matuznaya, a 23-year-old woman in Russia, is facing six years in prison for reposting memes critical of the government on Russia's social media site VK. The posts were all authorities needed to raid her home and computer, and they have charged her with hate speech and extremism, all because she supported an incumbent politician in the 2017 presidential election and shared it on social media. But she's also in trouble for things she didn't post on social media. Part of her charges include having simply saved memes from other people onto her personal hard drive. Like one might save a landscape or a family photo from your cousins. Wow. Uh, She said in a series of tweets, I was told that by saving these pictures, I offended people and that I must plead guilty. Wow. Now, some of you listening might think, well, this is ridiculous. There's no way that she'll go to prison for that. Well, after the initial hearing last week, Matuznaya's lawyer said chances for a positive outcome would be slim. He said, honestly, I don't hope for a not guilty verdict. One has to be reasonable and not hope for a miracle. Wow. It would be a miracle that she wouldn't go to prison for memes. Wow. Matuznaya is not the only one charged with extremism. Two other VK users from Barnaul, a city in western Russia, are facing the same charge. Audrey Shashirin. Gosh. Andrew. I said Audrey. I I did. Uh Andrey Shashirin, 38, for reposting a picture of Russian Orthodox bishop and patriarch of Moscow, Kirill. And... Daniel. Daniel Markin, 19, for reposting memes of Game of Thrones character Jon Snow with a halo. What? Markin's case started about a year ago. He said, they showed me pictures I saved in 2016 I long forgot about. And at first I thought, there's something else. Something way worse happened. But no, that was it, Markin said. The investigation lasted nine months and authorities from the investigative committee of the Altai region interrogated more than 30 people to establish Markin's circle. As I have a lot of friends on VK, they would often talk, uh, take people I saw once in my life, like five years ago. Wow. He said, I don't think about the future. I think the worst has already happened to me. He added, explaining how life will be much harder from now on. It will be difficult for me to get a legal job now. All my accounts, bank cards are suspended, and it's very complicated. I have started having health issues because I'm constantly under stress. I have problems with my liver, and my hair started to turn gray. This is the 19-year-old kid. That is crazy. All because of memes. Rights groups Agora recorded 1,449 cases like this of criminal prosecution in connection with online activity as benign as this. Uh, and well over 250,000 instances of restriction on internet freedom in Russia. So all this has got me thinking, especially the key words here, they're being charged with hate speech, 
the lady said she had to plead guilty because they said she offended, offended. people. Yeah. This is why we cannot put things like a law about hate speech or anything else that's subjective like that in the hands of the government. Because then whoever is running the government gets to define it and gets to enforce it. This has to be something that society controls itself in. It cannot be something that we prosecute people for in an unlimited amount of cases. Yeah. So, I mean, once, once it becomes a law which you can't define because, again, it's subjective, it can mean whatever anyone wants it to mean. It can be swayed by the judge. It can be swayed by the government. It can be swayed by the police force. And we see that now just with what we label hate speech. Uh, a lot of people label things that are just a disagreement as hate speech. They yell it out. Hate speech. When, no, it's just another opinion. You know? Yeah. It's so difficult to define something like hate speech that... Uh, we're just setting ourselves up for something like this happening in America in the future. If we keep going down this road, we have to put freedom of speech above that fear of being offended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It, it's scary. It's it is very scary. scary. It is scary. I also wonder if that is... If that is the mentality, if they're holding people accountable for things that they've said, there has to be, there has to be like an age at which they begin holding people accountable. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because if I look back on things that I said as a 19 year old, my viewpoints have changed drastically in those 15 years, you Mm -hmm. know, they're. I am not the person that I was at 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And to think that... I mean, you're not even the person you were five years ago, two true, years ago. yeah. We all grow. Yeah. And slowly become better. In fact, they talked about this on uh, last Friday's uh, You're My Friend and I Trust You. Yeah. Um, and Because they were talking about James uh, Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy, the director mm-hmm. of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. He got fired from Disney. Because of tweets that he had written like five years ago and already apologized for. Right. And they had gotten brought back up again. And so Disney fired him. And it's like, how long how long do we have to remain directly accountable for what our stupid younger selves did? Yeah. Can we not, you know, apologize and grow from it? Mm-hmm. Or do we always have to deal with this? Like that, the 19-year-old kid. I know. He's going to struggle just... for the rest of his life for nothing. Yeah. For something that kids here in America do every single every day. Every single day. And and honestly, get applauded for. Yeah. That's a, it's a whole political wing in America. Yeah. Memes <laughs> to share. I've seen so many Trump memes just in the last two years. Yeah. More than anything else I've ever seen a meme about. Yeah. So, heads up, America. This is what's happening if we're going to keep going down that road. And that's just what I'm thinking. I'm thinking exactly whoever's in charge, that's what it's going to be. 
We have Republicans in charge. People posting a hate speech against Republicans are going to get in trouble. We have a Democrat in charge. The opposite. Yeah. And, like, it's just going to become another thing to completely divide us mm-hmm. in a violent way. And I think, I feel like that is something that we we need to agree on and agree to disagree, if you will, but agree on the freedom yeah. of speech. Right. You know, not on the freedom of like-minded speech. Mm-hmm. But the freedom of speech, you know, military men and women have laid down their lives, continue to lay down their lives every day for those freedoms. And it's not just the freedoms of the people that we agree with. It is the freedoms of the people who we disagree with as well. You know, we have had friends who have died while in service in sacrifice to the people who we agree with and the people who we disagree with. That is what makes America. We have that right. We have that freedom. And it comes back to that perceived right that people think they have to not be offended by someone else. Right. Which is nearly impossible to begin with, just as a premise. Yeah. Because nobody knows you. Nobody knows what you think or what you like. Mm -hmm. How would they know what exactly to say to never offend you? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we, we do not have a protection or a right even in extreme cases, yeah. even with severe things like racism or whatever, you still don't have the right to not be offended. Right. Of course, you are in the right by, you know, if someone is a racist and they're attacking you, you're in the right. You know, you're you're not the antagonist to the situation, but that doesn't mean... We can say you have no right to say what you said and I'm going to prosecute you for that and put you in prison. Right. For words. Right. And there You have to have a thicker skin. And there are times where I think this is that's the fine line is that people there is a time where it's okay to have and exercise your freedom of speech, but mm-hmm. there is that fine line where it becomes defamation of character. Yeah, and of it, course. it can be prosecuted now, that in a court of things. law. Sure. You know, but people will will fight, well, it's my freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say that. Nah, not so much. Yeah. Slander and libel and all that kind of right. stuff. Right. When you That's are personally different. attacking a an individual. A person's character. Yeah. Uh-huh. That... That is not your freedom of speech. Right. And so I think that's where it becomes that gray area. And I am not a gray person. I do not like that gray <laughs> area. I am very black or very white. There Stop need, bringing race into this moment. <laughs> there need not be a gray area, but there is. So I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's not easy to navigate, but it's something we need to try. We can't just drop everything and say, no, let's just make it illegal. Yeah. To say anything we find offensive. Mm-hmm. Because, again, it's always going to be uh, on a case-by-case basis and exactly. depending on the person. Yeah. You can't make a definite definition of what qualifies and what doesn't. So just hang on to your hats, folks. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's not make the same mistake Russia has. Right. Because... Someone pointed out in the comments, I think, to the story, I was just in the courtroom when a lady driving drunk hit a kid and she got six years in prison. Yeah. This girl posted some memes 
that Putin didn't like. Mm-hmm. And she's getting six years in prison, too. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think what we can remember, though, is we can't control what other people are saying. However, we can control how we react Absolutely. to what people are saying. Let's work about work about. Let's work on controlling ourselves. <laughs> right. Let's not worry about other people. Other uh-huh. people can be dumb all they want. Let's you be, be smart. Let's be a little less offensible. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just what I was saying. That book, uh, Unoffendable. I better look it up. I want to look it up because I want to genuinely recommend it. Unoffendable <laughs> by what is his name? He follows me on Twitter. We've had a discussion. And I can't remember his name. There it is. Um, Unoffendable, How Just One Change Can Make All of Life Better by Brant Hansen. It is a fantastic book. It's a short read. You can read it in a couple days. Uh, $8.98 paperback uh, on on uh, Amazon. He is not one of the Hansen brothers. He's not one of the Hansen brothers. He's, uh, he's actually a, a morning show host, I think, on Air One radio oh yeah yeah uh but he's a fantastic dude and the book is just phenomenal and it's gonna make you mad but in a good way uh and hopefully make you better it actually looks like he has a few books out there yeah he's got a couple others uh blessed are the misfits i've heard is really good and that's the next one i want to read yeah uh great news for believers who are introverts Mm -hmm. yeah so i want to read that one too um yeah Pick that book up. It's really good, and it'll change the way you think, especially as a Christian, especially if you have a problem being offended by the world around you. All right, so for the past two weeks, we've been spotlighting songs written about Chick-fil-A, showcasing the best ones. You've heard songs by Shama, Johnny Diaz, Jaron Myers, Tim Hawkins, and more, and lucky you, because Tim Hawkins has actually written two parody songs about Chick-fil-A. So to round out our deep-fried dive into this oddly specific genre, here is... God bless you, Chick-fil-A. If you lined up all the restaurants Where I've eaten all my life Give me five bucks and some napkins A plastic fork, a plastic knife Then you gave me the choice to pick where I'd eat today That's a real easy decision One that's not too tough to make I would proudly go for some waffle fries And a jumbo slice sweet tea And I won't forget the chickens who died Who gave their life for me So I grab this sandwich Take a bite Put it back down on the tree Yeah, there ain't no doubt I love this place God bless you, Chick-fil-A From the city of Atlanta To the hills of Tennessee Louisiana Texas, New Jersey, and D.C. Soon people up in New York and all over L.A. will be craving fudge nut brownies and the diet lemonade. 
And I raise a toast with my milkshake to the man true with Kathy. And I won't forget the chicken she fried and gave that life for me. So I grab this sandwich, take a bite, put it back down on my tray. Though there ain't no doubt I love this place. God bless you, Chick-fil-A. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. My pleasure. What a week of Chick-fil-A songs. Two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, what's your favorite one from uh, the whole experience now? Um, I'm really digging Shropshire. Shropshire? Shropshire. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the... I think that was Monday. White peach tea Yeah, lemonade. the white peach tea lemonade. White peach tea lemonade diet. Uh, really 90s R&B throwback feel. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging that one. I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of Tim Hawkins' God Bless Chick-fil-A. You don't like that one? No, that, I definitely like his first one better. I feel like there are certain songs that you just don't touch when you parody. <laughs> and that's one of them. We like, just talked about not being offended. Well, I'm no. not offended. <laughs> you sound kind I'm of offended. Just, I just feel like... I just feel like he's wrong. I just feel like he just... (laughs) He shouldn't have done it. He's walking a very fine line there. (laughs) And if you were listening, I was also slightly, maybe a little offended that the Texans were the loudest group of people that cheered when they called out their state. It was like... (laughs) From the lakes of Minnesota, nobody said anything, to the hills of Tennessee, and you hear a you hear a good size woo and then it says Texas and it's like all of eternity screams out. And in my head I'm thinking, yeah, of course, of course Texans are gonna be the loudest group of people. Of course. They don't even have to fly the American flag if they don't want to. Well, they're their own nation. They're the only state that's allowed they to do that. They are their own nation. So they are they're allowed a, to do whatever a they want. Sovereign state. They are allowed to do <laughs> whatever. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> it is Throwback Thursday. We are playing a lot of the Throwback Thursday songs. Throwback. We throw them back to hashtag TBT. Uh, <laughs> here's some more of our classic Christian rock rap and all other kinds of music. Uh, when we come back, we're going to announce our first giveaway so stick around Radio, it's the Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo, and it's September, as you know. But what you might not know is that September is National Recovery Month. And as two people very intertwined with the Celebrate Recovery Program, it's a special month for us. So to celebrate this month, we will be giving away a small prize pack from Back Row Baptist Church and the indie Christian band Sunship. Uh, These Sunship guys are fantastic people and amazing musicians, and they know the importance of recovery. You've likely heard some of their music on the station because nearly their whole album is in our catalog. 
Uh, last year they released 12, uh, their fantastic first album, and it's all about the 12 steps of recovery from a Christian perspective, and it is easily in my top five favorite indie albums. Uh, so we are giving away a prize pack featuring Sunship's album, a Sunship tote bag, some back row radio stickers, a Celebrate Recovery Bible, and a signed copy of our book, Please Don't Side Hug Me, The Best of Back Row Baptists. That's a phenomenal giveaway. It's a pretty good one for our first one. Awesome sauce. Uh, so entering will be easy. All you have to do is share a specific image from our Facebook page or retweet the image from our Twitter, both of which you can find by searching at Back Row Radio. That image should be up on our social media already. Uh, the winner will be chosen at random and announced on Thursday, September 27th, right here on The Morning Show. Uh, what, I'm what? excited. Yeah. I'm excited for our first giveaway. That is super cool. And uh, thank you Can to... Can I enter? Uh, no, you may not. But... <laughs> thank you to Sunship for uh, for sending us some, some extra merch to give away. We ordered yeah, the album, awesome. but they sent us the, the tote bag on top of that uh, to give away. So it's it's uh, it's gonna be good. We'll have that image up. Share it as many times as you can. You can do it more than once if it'll let you. Well, we'll we'll put the image up a few times. So every time you share the image, whether it be the single one or a new one, you'll get you'll get a point. You'll get your name in the hat. You'll get your name in for the each hat. time. So uh, do that, and we're excited to give it away. It's Throwback Thursday. We got some more music coming up for you. We'll be back to close out the hour and the show with your verse for the day and final thoughts. So stick around. Time to wrap up our show. It has been a great week. I'm glad that you've joined us this whole week because I know you listen every single morning. And if you don't, start, please. Because hmm. we like doing this. And yeah, we, people aren't listening, we enjoy it. Why are we doing it? <laughs> uh, Bible verse for the day. John 14, 23. Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. And our thought for today comes from In Touch Ministries. They're reminding us that the most effective testimony is a life that reflects God's love to others. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Friday, starting at 7 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Matt. Oh, I said Friday. I'm sorry. Monday through Thursday. It even says Thursday. Why did I say Friday? (laughs) Starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed up together into podcast format usually rounds out at about an hour and a few minutes uh you can find that at backrowradio.com or any place that you get your podcasts that's it for us this week we'll be back next monday but tune in tomorrow morning at the same times for our buddies donnie and jordan with our friday morning show you're my friend and i trust you then tune in Saturday for Chatterday Morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. It's Hear No Evil with Chris and Justin, a show on pop culture, life, and faith. At 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific, it's Free Play with Bubba, Matt, and Kate coming from the Love Thy Nerd Outreach Ministry to the gaming community. This is a special episode, by the way, because we've had that tragedy that happened uh, at the Madden, Madden Gaming Tournament where 
the kid that had basically lost and gotten eliminated came back and fired a weapon, oh. killed two ki- two, killed two kids and injured several others. Uh, bad thing. They're addressing it because uh, it's in their community. Wow. Uh, I believe they knew a couple people that were there. I don't remember exactly, uh, but I know they were connected. Uh, and lastly, uh, keep up with the world of Southern Baptists at 1 p.m. Eastern and 10 a.m. Pacific with Not Another Baptist Podcast, hosted by Matt and Kyle. All the shows are amazing. Uh, please check them out this Saturday. And uh, gosh, I guess it's just time. It's time to hit the trail. Guess so. Time to time to take a few days off. But we'll be back next Monday. Mo, what's the final word? Gallbladder. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. It's actually good for processing vegetables. No, a little better. no, no. It has no purpose. It has, it has That's a, why it can it be has, removed secretes, and your body can continue to function without a, it. It secretes what a your gallbladder does. Your liver also does. That so it it is helps break It is absolutely down, like, okay for you to live without a gallbladder. Fibers. I will be having mine removed it does early next week. Whether so as I continue on, I just bathroom. ask for your prayers. Like, I have to go longer. Some people go shorter amount of time. But I'm usually in the bathroom a lot longer because I don't have one anymore. And my body doesn't break down. All right, that's it for today's show. (laughs) Here's hoping that by next Monday, Mo won't have a gallbladder anymore. (laughs) If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.